0: welcome to chicago tabernacle a place of becoming wherever you find yourself we pray that you would be encouraged today by god's word please join us now as we hear a message from pastor toledo praise the lord and god bless you to everyone in chicago this is so exciting something so new for us we're one church in two cities and we're worshiping in chicago and we're worshiping here in philadelphia technology amazes me um i'm in i'm standing here but i'm in another place right now and could we just clap to the lord together come on one church from two places hallelujah hallelujah amen and amen and i'm so excited about this series because this series that we started on last week is all about how to grow in the Lord. And we're covering the complete growth cycle, biblically speaking, of a Christian. And this series is gonna be very much like a three-layer cake. So we're gonna have layer one of the learn, live, and give journey and then layer two of learn live and give and then the third one we're going to actually practice learn live and give collectively uh as as one body so we're going to all do the same thing we're going to take three weeks to focus on something and when we get there we will get there but can i tell you this is all of your life If you want to grow in God, this is the way to do it. And one of the things I want to do today is give us a number of real practical examples of the learn, live, give journey. Everyone say, learn, live, and give. That's what I'm talking about. We learn it, we live it, and then we give it. And so here's how the process Uh, Plays out in real life I want to give you two biblical examples One current And these are not the main uh, verses But this is the way the Bible Applies to your life When you go home and read the Bible tonight This is the way it applies to your life So for example In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 The Bible says All praise to God The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ God is our merciful Father Yes Yes God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us, watch this, in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Here's the learn, live, and give. So let's say this week you had a hard week. So let's say something really, really difficult happens and your heart is broken as happens to every one of us. Sometimes we're disappointed. Sometimes we get hit with very difficult things and we're kind of heartbroken or discouraged. Well, that's life. Everybody say, that's life. Okay, so, but here's the key. As Christians, we have to decide whether we're going to learn how to receive the comfort of God or whether we are going to pursue the process of comforting ourselves. So the comfort of God is available to everyone, every one of us, but we have to learn it. Somebody say amen. And so when you learn it, here's what happens. The God of all comfort, okay, comforts you. And it means that you make choices. Some people, something horrible will happen and they'll say, I need a drink. Something horrible will happen, and they'll say, I need a joint. Something horrible will happen and they'll run to this and they'll run to that and they'll escape. And that is self protection, self medication. But we have the ability to say, God, teach me how to receive comfort from you. So, when you turn to the God of all comfort, then you start to live in the comfort of God. How many want to know how to receive the comfort of God? Somebody say, amen, yes. Because then you don't go into the false, the, the, the empty things. They don't fill you. They don't help you they, leave you. they leave you in a worse situation and circumstance. Doesn't matter. But you learn it, and then you live through it. God ministers to you. You open your Bible, you pray, and the Spirit of God, pour your spirit out, we were singing. What if the, the Spirit was poured out in your living room or in your bedroom when you're brokenhearted and you're comforted, then here's what happens. It says, put that verse back up for me. It says, the, the, the second part of it, watch this. So when they are troubled, we, everybody say, that's me. Okay, that was a week. that's me. Okay, everybody say, that's me. That's what I'm talking about. Look, it says, when they are troubled, this means your neighbor, this means your spouse, this means your friend. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has, everyone, two words, given us. Learn, live, and give. Learn about receiving the comfort of God. This is the real deal. This is where the rubber meets the road. In Chicago, in Philadelphia, you can receive the comfort of God or you could spend your whole life trying to comfort yourself and always being disappointed. Come on and preach, right? Okay, so that's, that's like one example. Let me give you another example that's really powerful. So 1 Timothy, this is about ministry. This speaks to, let's say, some, someone like me. And how many people have been disappointed by someone like me, someone in the ministry, someone with the call of God? Watch this. So the Bible says, 1 Timothy 4.16, I'm talking about real life, brothers and sisters. Paul, who picked Timothy, discipled Timothy, uh, uh, um, grew him in the Lord, promoted Timothy, placed him in the ministry. Literally, he placed him in the ministry when he becomes a pastor. Here's what Paul says to Timothy. He says, watch your everyone because life is in the living. That's why. It's not in the talking. Life is in the living. He says, watch your life and doctrine. Doctrine is in the teaching. He says, closely Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. You see? So watch this. Timothy walks with Paul, and he, everyone, learns. And then now when he's away from Paul, he's released into doing it himself. What does Paul say? Paul says, watch your life. Watch your life. How many ministers, not just your doctrine, your doctrine is what you preach. What I preach to you is one thing, but how I live is a totally separate thing. Okay? You can preach a lot of things, but your living is a separate thing. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. It's a matter of power and powerful living. Somebody say amen. amen. You see, so what we're talking about is real Christianity. Today we're talking about where the rubber meets the road. And I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is here to give us the overcoming life, to teach us the abundant life. Watch them closely. If you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Every time you hear a story about a minister who went astray, here's what happened. Chances are he started out on the right track. He was doing really, really well, but then he started to get successful. He started to be impressed with the things that God started doing. Wow, we got a church in Chicago. Wow, we got a a church in Philadelphia. And somewhere along the way, he says, you know, that's because of me. Humano has nothing because of us. We're just vessels. Amen? This is new, but I want you to know this is how we pray. We pray, may the name of Chicago Tabernacle, may the name of Philadelphia Tabernacle perish. What counts to us is that the name of Jesus is exalted. Could we put our hands together right now and say, yes, Lord, yes, because it's not about a man we can or a woman. It's about us being used by God, yes, but life is in the living. It's not in the talking. Life is in the living, and there's power for living. Somebody say amen. There's power. There's power for living. So let me give you real quickly, this is still not the main text, but this is very, very important. So please listen, not just with your ears and your minds, but deeply with your hearts. This is where we get learn, live, and give. Proverbs chapter 1 puts it this way. I'll just read it. Here we go. Here we go. So look, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter one for gaining wisdom, right? Watch for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight. Okay? So you gain, you understand, everybody, that's learn. For receiving instruction, imprudent behavior, doing. Everybody say doing. Life is in the living. Life is in the doing. Living for God is possible. Living in victory is possible. Living based on the word of God and the power of God is possible. Somebody say amen. It's in the doing for doing what is right. That's where we live it out. Right, that's what's that's what's most important to the Lord is that we walk by faith and honor him all of our days, right? And then watch, and then it says, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. When you receive from God, how many know you receive from God, you live for God? And then how many would agree we're supposed to give for God? Life is not just about you being blessed. Life is about us being a blessing to others. Somebody say amen. Amen. One more quick example, and I'm doing this on purpose. I'm doing this on purpose because we have to understand that, that the learn, live, and give journey, you can't run from it. So, look, last week we put up this chart right? And this chart speaks of the yoke moment. If you weren't here last week, and if you haven't listened to last week's message, please, please go back and listen to the message. Last week, the text was Jesus saying, take my yoke upon me and learn from me, and I will give you rest. That's the gist of it, Right, And last week, I put on a life vest. It was bright and orange. And he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. A yoke for an animal is heavy and hard. But Jesus' yoke for our lives is easy. And we have to keep the yoke on. Today, I got a hoodie on. And I want you to imagine this hoodie as the yoke of God upon my life. The reason why this is more fitting today is because nobody can see your yoke except you. Nobody can see whether you're really walking on God's pathway for your life or whether you're on your own. So here it is. We this we talked last week about the fact that yoke moments are this crossroads. I bet you've had at least three yoke moments. Anybody have a few yoke moments this past week? Moments where you get to choose whether you're going to walk by faith and yield to the process of God or whether you say, I'm pulling towards self-protection and I'm going to make myself safe and which is not no safety at all you see so i'm sure we've had many of those last on wednesday uh, my wife was talking to one of the sisters and she's going to get involved and here's what she said she said that's my yoke moment because God is calling all of us, don't take the yoke off. Here's the pathway. You go, when you yield to God, Jesus is leading you. You put on his yoke and you let him guide you. You go from faith to yielding. Today we're gonna to talk about the space between yielding and personal transformation. The, the smack dab dibble, uh, middle of it is, is, uh, uh, is growth opportunity between yielding and personal transformation is growth opportunity. The end is divine rest. And when you're good, that's when you're your best to give. It's when you're good. It's when you're like, oh, man, God has been so good to me that I just want to give from the overflow of my life. Let me give you one last example. I'll preach fast. But listen to this. Let's take which heart. This is a heartbreaking example for me. Let's take Kanye West, right? So in 2019, Kanye West puts an album out called Jesus is King. And when he put the album out, anybody who heard it, someone said, you got to listen to Kanye's album. I'm like, well, I'm not really used to listening to Kanye's music, but I will. I'll try. So I listened to Kanye's album, and I'm blown away. And here's the impression that I walked away with. I walked away with the impression that Kanye had a real meeting with God. It was real. The things that he said, the things that he wrote, they were absolutely real, 2019. And I remember literally saying from the pulpit in Chicago at the time, saying, I hope someone protects Kanye. I hope that someone helps him to grow in God, okay, because just because you can write lyrics doesn't mean you know how to live for God, Okay, he started concerts. He started he started giving immediately as if God wanted him to give. It's like, Kanye, look, you have a you have a great family, you have a wife, you have kids. Why don't you just chill out, grow in the Lord, and and just let someone disciple you? If you want to write songs, write songs. But you don't have to have services, you don't have to be out there preaching, you don't have to be out there doing all of that stuff. It's time not to give, it's time to live. Because life is in the living, Kanye. And I wish somebody would have protected him. I said it. Sometimes, Christian, as soon as we see a gifted person, we want to put the gifted person up and we use them for their gift. I want you to know, we're not here to use your gifting. We're here to grow your character. So here you go. Amen. Hallelujah. And so here you go. Kanye, because... He was a star. There's no, there's only one star. His name is Jesus. Kanye, because he was a star, he decides instead of, instead of getting low and keeping the yoke on today, uh, uh, a couple years later, now he's saying horrible, horrible things about Jewish people. Now he's divorced. Now there's all of this tragedy in his life. And he's saying, like, I got to look out for myself. And I got to, And you, you're not going to stop me from talking to all of this stuff. And it's heartbreaking. You know what it is? Could you put up that chart again? Please, could you put that chart up? Sooner or later, he had this incredible growth opportunity, but he jumped over here. So as we get ready to pray for this message, look, just because Kanye's life is on blast right? Just because it's in front of millions of people doesn't mean that his life is different from ours. We have the same tensions, the same pressures, the same temptations. You know, it's all the same. The life is in the living, and Jesus wants to walk with us. Anybody believe that Jesus wants to walk with us and help us and teach us and grow us? Come on, one more time. Let's put our hands together. So I'm going to read the text now and go over a couple of quick points, but could we pray right now? So look at me for a moment. Look, watch me uh, uh, in Chicago. Look, life is in the living. And Jesus is right there. Where is Jesus? He is right where you are. He's right in the midst of your struggles, your challenges, your dreams, your desires. Jesus is right there. Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's no one like Jesus. But the key is, guys, don't take the yoke off. Okay, this is all about yoke moments. So come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful day. This is the day that you have made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. And God, we believe that you brought us to your house, Lord, not only so that we could collectively worship together, encourage one another, but Lord, so that you could feed us the word. And God, I pray that you would feed your people in Chicago, in Philadelphia, feed us the word of life. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Teach us how to live, my God. Teach us how to follow you. Teach us how to stay on the path. I pray for everyone here. God, help us not to throw off the yoke and go our own way. I pray for someone who's jumped off the path, oh God, and and they're, they're trying to do it in their own strength. May today be a day when we return to putting the yoke on, oh God. We're gonna put aside blame, we're gonna put aside justification, we're gonna put on the yoke and we're gonna follow you and honor you. Do it by your mighty power in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, amen Amen and amen, hallelujah. So today, part two, the title of the message is Living, but I wanna highlight the tension of living it's actually it's not learning it's the tension of living today we're highlighting the tension of living how many know that it's easy when you see it and you see someone else do it but how many know it's different when you try it right it's easier there's a saying easier said than easier said than done and so today we're talking about what does it take Talk is easy, but living is filled with tension. And I want to read a passage in the Old Testament that I want you to. It's simple, but it's really, really powerful. It's kind of advice for living. Ready? This is Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Who is like the wise? Who knows the explanation of things? Like who knows how to live this life? A person's wisdom brightens their face and changes its hard appearance. If we do get the right way to live, life will be a joy and life will be blessed. We will smile, we will sing, we will celebrate if we get God's wisdom for life and can actually live it out. But watch this, so here's the counsel. It says, obey the king's command, I say, because you took an oath before God, watch this, do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Stay close to Jesus. Who's the king? King Jesus is the king. Don't be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Everybody say, I want to be close to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus this week. Amen. Don't be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Watch this. Do not stand up for a bad cause, for he will do whatever he pleases. You know, I'm not joking. I don't say this jokingly, but when when Kanye got the idea to become president, I I said, you know what? That's probably not a Jesus idea. (laughs) And I hear people mock Kanye all the time. And you know what? We mock other people, but we don't look at our lives. Think about how many things we do that are not a Jesus idea. Think about the things that we stand for that are not, that Jesus is not standing for that. So it all has to do with keeping the yoke on and following his path, okay? It says, "Do not stand up for a bad cause, for he will do whatever he pleases and watch how this unfolds. This is powerful since a king's word is supreme." Who can say to him, "What are you doing?" Like some people think that they could really uh, outlive the will of God and the word of God and the ways of God. You can't do it. You will fail. People rise and fall, but God remains forever. Whoever obeys his command will come to no harm. Stay on the path. You will not be hurt by Jesus, okay? And the wise heart will know, here it is, the proper time and procedure. Here's the text for the next few moments. For there is... A, come on, let's read this together. Ready? Proper time and procedure for every matter, though a person may be weighed down by misery. There's a proper time and procedure for every matter, though a person may be weighed down by misery. This here, brothers and sisters, is breaking down the tension Of living. Living is made up of three things. It's made up of time and process. Everybody say time and process. And And then strain. Instead of misery, I'm gonna call it strain. That word misery means a lot of different things, but it's time and process. Come on, time and process. And then strain. Okay, you guys are taking the yoke off. You don't even respond when I'm saying respond. You know why I want you to respond? Because I want you to remember this week, time and process. Okay, time and process. This week, it'll visit you. Time and process will visit you. Strain will visit you. This is how we live and become. How do you live and become? It's through time and process and strain. So the yoke of God is what keeps us. In, in God's time, process, and strain, okay? It's the yoke. It keeps us in time, God's uh, time, process, and strain, instead of us running from what really builds our character. So I'm gonna take the next few minutes, very quick application points. And I wanna talk first and foremost about God's timing and process. But quick question for you before we, we unpack this. Okay, what does Jesus, the teacher, have you facing right now? And question number two in Chicago, in Philadelphia, what are you running from? Okay, are you throwing off the yoke right now, or are you putting on the yoke? Life, victory, living is by facing with Jesus whatever he wants you to face. So let's unpack this. First of all, there's God's timing and God's process. We have two battles with timing. We love to say, not now, and then we love to say, why now? We say, Lord, why can't I have this this promotion? Why can't I have this blessing right now? So we want the big things right now, and then we put off the little things, and we say, you know what? Why can't I do that later? Meanwhile, we don't understand that the way you learn Live, Everybody say live. You live through the little things, the day by day, the step by steps, the, the conversations and the choice by choice, day by day. That's how we step into the fullness of the blessing of God. So it's interesting because we want the big things fast, and then we ignore the little things that as if they were not important. And in life, how many know it starts with the little things? So I was talking to a brother to Aaron today here in Philly, and he went to elementary school and high school, then he went to college, and then he got his master's degree and his PhD all at the same time. And then on top of that, he did something called a postdoctorate. Okay, so I mean, uh, his, his brain must be like unbelievable, you know what I'm saying? And so he told me, Yeah, I just started this new job. He's a biochemist, biochem- he's literally a scientist. And he's a biochemist, and he started this uh, new job with a pharmaceutical company. And he said, You know, it's funny, I'm working on a lot of fun stuff, but I can't even tell you about it. Because how many of those scientific breakthroughs are pr- proprietary? And he's like, I'm blown away at the world I'm in. But think of all the time he put into getting into the room that he's in right now. It takes time. Listen, the author of Genius in Us All put it, put it this way. I think this is pretty powerful. Because sometimes we, we pay attention to something for five minutes and then we think we did it. Okay, it's time and process, right? Short-term intensity cannot replace long-term commitment. Many crucial changes take place over long periods of time. Physiologically, it's impossible to become great overnight. Somebody say amen. amen. Little things turn into big things when we stick with God. It's time and process. Here's another one, very, very powerful. Uh, There was a professor at Carnegie Mellon who studied thousands of musical pieces. He wrote this piece called 10 Years of Silence. Listen to this. He studied thousands of musical pieces between 1685 and 1900. His work was driven by one question. How long does it take to become a world-class musician? Every composition, this was the conclusion, every composition that was written at least a decade after the musicians started to take their work seriously. In other words, these people wrote masterpieces after about 10 years. It took them 10 years. Why? Because there's a timing and a process. It says there were only three exceptions written in years eight and nine In follow-up studies of poets and painters, he found the same result. How many know you have to learn and you have to live before you're ready to give? And God has a a timing to everything, and we get in such a rush. Let me give you a quick example. Christy, if you could come. So a lot of times, a lot of times... uh, someone will let's let's take the let's take the same example but use it differently right like what an incredible achievement to get your doctorate and your postdoctorate. i mean i can't be more impressed you know what i mean so powerful so wonderful he's here his wife is here they're worshiping they're serving god and here's what it tells you there's more to life than the things that you're good at Okay, so let me give you a quick. I remember go back thirty years. I just started pastoring. I was in Omaha, Nebraska, and I met with a couple. One was a professor, and one was a uh, one was a very educated. I forget what he did. These were the most educated people, and we're sitting, and they were so smart. And I'm sitting there, and they couldn't get along, and it was like a. a, a the highest form of debate they were using like ten dollar words it was all of this and i was like oh my goodness could you please stop you know you guys are saying so much and you're saying nothing you're saying nothing because you're super smart and you've learned how to be smart but you've never learned how to connect to each other with your hearts how many know connecting with your heart is a whole different skill How many know just because we're great at our career doesn't mean we're great at everything that makes life a blessing? Character. Jesus wants to teach you so that when you go home, you will live at rest. Why? Because our God is a good, good father. He walks us through. He teaches us. He shows us. Uh, again, we started, I'll never forget, we started Chicago Tabernacle. A couple came in. Talk about beautiful people. Talk about gifted people. Talk about capable people. And they couldn't get along. And, and when I, I spoke to the husband, he had multiplied degrees. I'm, I'm not harping on education. I'm using a real-life example. Okay? Multiplied degrees. But he never learned how to connect to his wife. You see, look at people, in, people in government, you know, people in power, and you look at their lives and their lives are crumbling. You know why? Because you could get good at stuff, but that doesn't mean you know how to live. Live takes God's time, and live takes God's process. The process of God, real quickly, is fundamentally this when you think about god's process here's what it is ready there's always a godly way there's always a godly way everybody say a godly way there's always a godly way and the process is where we go from learning our way to god's way okay in anything in relationships in business in worship in work there's a godly way the process is learning the godly way not saying oh the godly way is too hard remember his yoke is easy and his burden is light i'm going to close in one moment but let me say this to everyone over the years i've heard so many times but that's so hard can i tell you something it's much harder to be defeated by the enemy it's much harder to be destroyed, okay, by our, by our vices. And yet, God has a life for us. God has a life filled with joy, filled with blessing, filled with, with supernatural fruit and transformation. Could you put the, the, uh, the chart back up? So look. Everyone, in, we all in one part of our life, we're somewhere between yielding and growth opportunity. What is the teacher saying to you about your character? How is he trying to grow you? All of us right here, there's these growth opportunities and, and it's like, well, this is the season I want you to face your trauma. This is the season I want you to face your fears. 2023 is the year you're going to face your fears. 2023 is the year you're going to get off the couch and you're going to stop acting like you can when you know you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. How many believe we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us? Come on, put your hands together and say, yes, I believe that. If God is for us, who could be against us? All things are possible with Jesus. All sorts of transformation. But when we get here, we can jump towards here. We pull towards safety. We pull towards self-created opportunities. And God is just saying, stick with the process and I will transform you. I will lead you in the way that you should go. I'm going to tell you two things that get in the way of our learn, live, and give journey, and that's blame and justification. Can I give you a piece of advice? Just say to yourself, in 2023, I'm just not blaming people. I know I was going to get a raw. Oh, I can hear the amen from Chicago. Thank you. <laughs> right? We love to blame. We blame the teacher, we blame the coach, we blame the this, we blame the that. And you know what? There's plenty of blame to go around. But we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. And how many know by the power of God, we can overcome. But we gotta discover God's process. And then here's the last thing. So there's there's time and process. And then lastly, there's the strain. It says, even though a man's misery weighs heavily upon him. Everyone say strain. Can I tell you what strain is for? Strain is how we build momentum. Strain is how we develop momentum in life. It takes effort. It takes us pushing. Uh, You know, I do a Uh, A 20 minute grandpa workout that's all my body my rickety body has and I I was talking to one of the brothers in Chicago and he taught me a couple things and probably for him it's still a grandpa workout but I've pushed a little bit further in the workouts and I, I haven't woken up sore in a while but I've been waking up sore and can I tell you something I hate waking up sore right But how many know when your body's sore, it's rebuilding itself and you're getting stronger? You see that you're actually building momentum, building momentum, building momentum. When you stick with it, everybody say stick with it. When you keep the yoke on in life, it could be your business, it could be your schooling, whatever it is. And you say, Jesus, there's a godly way and I'm gonna stick with the godly way. Incredible things are about to happen. In a sense, you're building momentum and you're gonna break through. And when you break through, you're gonna stay through because you've got the strength for it. Look, I I have a, a picture here I wanna put up for you. So, no, next, next slide. Next slide. Listen to this. Keep going, so sorry. So look, in 1997, how many used Amazon? Can I see your hands? That's 100% prob- probably, right? We all use Amazon. So look at how Amazon started, okay? That was their office right there. And they did a 60-minute in... Uh, 1997 they did a 60 minute special And the guy If you go back He was kind of making fun of Jeff Bezos So this was, this was the beginning Of Amazon.com He was focused on books at the time But uh, this looks like spray paint You know I got one of the brothers from my neighborhood And they just spray painted it And they tacked it That was their sign Right And this was, the, this was the entire Amazon.com empire Started right there But guess what With wisdom and strain, how many know we can go a long, long way? With a little wisdom and with strain, all things are possible with God today. We know, listen to this, in 2022, Amazon's share of all e-commerce sales in the US was 56.7%. Little is much when there's wisdom there and we've got more than wisdom we have the wisdom of God so look we're we're uh uh uh, gonna switch over in Chicago a pastor's gonna come and we're gonna respond to God here's how we're gonna respond to God we're gonna say Lord show me what you want me to face and a lot of times when you talk about this you don't have to say everything because the Holy Spirit is already saying it. Could I have a moment of honesty? Just, just go like this. If it's Is the whole Holy Spirit talking to you about things He wants you to deal with in your life? God I you just go like this? Come on. Yes. Every single one of us, the Holy Spirit is, He's the friend that sits closer than your brother. And you would say, but I don't want to talk about that, Lord. I want to talk about that. I'm telling you right now, God's timing, God's process, God's procedure, even though there's strain is the best one for us would somebody say amen with me come on can we put our hands together and say yes